0: Hello, I'm Ian and I'm Darren and welcome to Average Bikers in a KU
1: A show where a group of average bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike From news, reviews, interviews and the big questions If
0: you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review On today's show, it's our usual ramblings and a bumper check-in We will update you on a handful of news stories from over the last few weeks And this week's big question What makes a bike sexy? This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specializes in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check
1: time! Oh no, that's chicken time. chicken time. So, chicken time. You can go first this time. Okay, check in time. It's been so long. Since we've done a podcast, you know, um, that hopefully people haven't forgotten who we are. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, listeners and listenerettes, listener-ettes. please, <laughs> listenerettes, <Right. laughs> yep, and, and, and anyone who identifies as someone who listens, then we are here, we are back, and we are yeah, chatting. Yeah. What, what did we cover the last time we talked about um, checking in? I think it was the island trip, wasn't it? Ah, so I stuff. Right? yeah, there has been a wee. Wait a minute, I just give my ear a wee scratch? That's fine. Uh, you can't have an itchy lobe, you know. Itchy lobe, is that not the person, that girl that sung? No, it was Lisa Lobe, wasn't it? That was an itchy me. lobe, you know. Itchy yeah. lobe was just after she had a kind of strange night with her guy in a bar when she was drunk, but anyway. So, do um, you know that our rating on Red Circle for our podcast is clean? I don't know how the hell we have got clean. It's our rating. Oh, we we need I to add, know.
0: We need to add more swear words in. I, I, I
1: don't think it's I think it's as well as I think I, th- I mean I think it's the fact that our double entendres are very double. So, okay. well, um, so let's have a let's what a check. So actually we talked about Ireland we talked about a little about storm didn't we? Riders in the storm and all that you know. Riders in the storm. Right. And um, so what have we done since then? Well, was the big thing is the um, there's the <laughs> hello. I was on a motorcycle in my tweets. My looking rather distinguished tweets. Oh, tweet. Um, the distinguished gentleman's ride. But we'll talk a bit about that in the news. We're going to we're going to cover that in the news. So let's talk a wee bit about that later on. But yes, myself and JB did take part in the distinguished gentleman's ride, which was great fun. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Glasgow had an event on the week before, and there was stuff like that, so um, they had to move it by a week for Glasgow. But actually it kind of worked out well Because the distinguished gentleman's ride Everywhere else in Scotland Was peeing with rain That weekend I know Ed uh, Big shout out to Ed From West Coast uh, Triumph Who went out in the Edinburgh one uh, And he was riding in Edinburgh on his th- Workstone And uh, uh, you get, It was pretty Peeing it down from. him I remember seeing his His wee things in the poor wee Shocking. His poor wee wet pants And, and, and uh, Facebook So um, yeah Distinguished gentleman's ride um, What else have I been out I've uh, been about on the bike Out and about I've just you know, I've, I've managed to get out for a good few runs. It's been great. It's just been, the weather's been great for a few weeks. You know, I've had a few weekend and of ups and downs. I managed to take a wee Ayrshire to a V and a, um, a day off with a wee bit of flexi. Took it off up, down through Stewarton and all that. on up, down to Irvine. And, nice. You know, it was good. Just a lovely wee run up and down the coast, uh, which was good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anything new happening to me in the bike world? Not really. The bike's running great. Um, you know, uh, John's been out and about in his bike, as well. We've met up a few times for a wee run. Yeah, I aye, so good. Yeah, check in, wise. I think the big thing really is to distinguish gentleman's ride from that perspective. Um, nothing coming up really to talk about in that sense. I'm going down to London, but it's not bike related, but it is super cool related because um, and we we're just talking there a, a few moments ago about Michael J. Fox. So I'm going to go and see Back to the Future the musical. Oh, so nice. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Right? So um I'm quite I'm quite excited about that, you know. So um so great Scots! That's gonna be good fun, you know. So right. um so from up from that? me we'll talk a bit about the DGR during the during the news, so yeah, a happy to kind of a kind about, of smooth yeah. on. It's it's been yeah, it's been be a bit out in the bike, a bit of fun, you know. I, I have washed this bike more In the past couple of weeks Than I have washed the, Any other bike in the, Within a year of having them So You know what I mean You know Because it's chrome And they, I'm, I've been polishing my tank Consistently You know uh, you Oh uh. Oh yeah, There's another button we need. <laughs> yeah, oh my turn. Yeah, so um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, the autoglim stuff's brilliant. I'm really, really impressed with that on this particular bike. I don't know, maybe the ceramic coating helps. Maybe wash it a lot, so right. makes it easier to wash. But it's been, it's been really, really, really good. Bike's been a lovely, ride It's been a dream. Yeah, no issues at all. Brilliant. I've had no issues with my bike. Let's do your check in, Darn, shall we? <laughs> shall we check in? Shall we I check think? in with your, with your bike?
0: So from my point of view the last time we well we released the last podcast mm-hmm. and then that following weekend me and Nicola decided right we're going to go away on the bikes took off on a saturday booked somewhere and we thought we'll just stay over and then we can head back and that way we're not having to kind of cut it short and we can go a wee bit further than whatever did all that great day out visited some people stayed overnight had dinner everything brilliant
1: so your, back, bike, your bike had been had just done the NC 500 as well, hadn't it? it so,
0: well, I it didn't. It didn't like seventeen hundred and something miles, seventeen hundred and mm-hmm. something miles, um, and was just absolutely running like a dream. Do you know what I mean? It was absolutely perfect. Um, that weekend, coming back on a Sunday, uh, a, wee of,
1: a wee bit of foreshadowing there, ladies and gentlemen, a little yeah, bit of foreshadowing. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
0: came <laughs> up the Barhead Road. We just thought we'd we'll yeah. go up the quick way because you know what I mean. I was a bit tired and stuff. It was quite. Aye. Um, we just come up the back road, into Barhead, and then cut down through Paisley and whatever. Just before we get to Barhead, there's an almighty clatter from my bike, and, it's, and it suddenly drops to 30 miles an hour. Um, it then proceeded, as we rolled into Barhead, just to completely stop altogether. All electrics were on and everything, <clears> and we <throat> just throat> decided to stop. So we tried starting it, wouldn't work. So, Obviously, me and in my infinite wisdom had a panic meltdown. Like, why is my brain not starting? Um, then, what My Harley assist had run out, so I had no kind of recovery, unknowns to me, right? I then went and updated it on my insurance and got RAC cover onto my insurance for next to nothing. Um, but I phoned um, our friend, Mr. Henry, at uh, West Coast to say, like, shout out to Scott. Yeah. Massive shout out to Scott. Just to say, is there any of the guys at the shop, maybe doing a delivery or a pickup or whatever? Can I slip them a wee bung and can they come pick my bike up She's my Harley sister in it? So Scott went and phoned, everybody was out, but there was a van there, he would come and pick me up. So he turned up, bless him on his day off, still a bit hungover. over. a bloke. Aye. Put it in the van, took it down the West Coast and left it at West Coast. Um, it eventually got looked at on the Thursday. And... Um, skip everything else in between then but eventually got looked at on the thursday and after some jiggery-pokery and looking about um actually two of the cogs inside one of the cylinders had absolutely disintegrated i mean completely disintegrated the uh, you sent me the picture i was saying lying was, in the boat the
1: there table. was nothing there that was no. gone, that and was I'll, gone.
0: Put, I'll put the picture up when we put this podcast that i've been hanging off um, and obviously there's only a couple of folk close that kind of knew what had happened, like the full story. Um,
1: but yeah, so the upshot is, is that... Did I mention it at this point that Rikes Run bikes running Like a Dream? Did I mention I did that? I, I just thought in there. No, okay, Thanks very
0: much. I know. It's um, Harley-Davidson have taken loads of pictures of it and whatever, um, and got... West Coast to check a few other things, and then agreed that actually it was a brand new engine that required. So my bike is now still sitting at the, the lovely West Coast Harley-Davidson. Yep. Um, threw in their back, gathering dust, <laughs> while well, mm-hmm. it a brand new engine. Now, the engine should be shipped on the 11th of July, as far as we know, Um, and then how long it takes to get here, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so. So, all got to plan, hopefully have the bike back, kind of, end of July, beginning of August. Now... Massive shout out to Don and the guys at West Coast. They have me little lone bikes. Um, for the first few weeks um of taking different things out. They gave me another Pan America, which isn't my Pan America, so doesn't have a Don performance at DRH. It was just it just was it was a completely different bike for mine. Um, they gave me a fat bob, which had a stage one and a, a dumb performance on it, which I had a, wee, a wee runway, um Matt. Um, and he followed in the bobber where it could be run that night again through stuart and stuff like that was oh, that we wee around uh well i just mean the chips um so now the guys at west coast have actually gave me a they've got a, they had a pan america came in that was just a standard pan america which is fine because it doesn't have ARH and all that kind of stuff so actually it handles quite nice as well oh, uh, you
1: now you've never been a big
0: fan of the rh anyway so I get why he's there, and I get that it's really good for people with little short legs, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, but it, it, it wasn't even good for me, remember? Ah, I still dropped one, let's be honest, do you know what I mean? Still dropped one. Aye, but it definitely makes it that wee bit spongier on the, aye, on, aye. On the, on the turns. Um So they've gave me that, just kind of to keep me going, you know what I mean? Kind of indefinitely, just now, which nice. is an absolute awesome... Um, Awesome customer service for you guys because obviously normally you wouldn't kinda of get that thing, but obviously us being friends. And is- you
1: have to say there's been there's it's been it's been no issues, it's been absolutely we'll do whatever we can for you, hasn't it? There's been no mm-hmm. you didn't it's not yeah. like it's not like we've you know, you hear sometimes folk are fighting me, fighting me dealers for getting a car or getting a, something oh. to get something to cover them because and, and they, oh we don't want to give you this or we don't it's not you know it's like absolutely darn we'll do whatever we can for you. No. Yeah Don- and that's don't big
0: shout out, yeah. Aye. and Don came out and went, Listen, don't worry, we'll sort you out.
1: Mm-hmm. don't worry about it so i so a yeah, no, massive shout out to the guys at west coast
0: mm-hmm. so yes so i am without my bike um which has been a roller coaster of emotions because initially it was like oh my god I don't believe this the bike's been perfect it's been doing all those miles. it was you know I mean keeping up with everybody else that was riding mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it never missed a beat the whole way run. and then that happens and you think well on the upside, at least it happened noon. Didn't it happen when I was at and Groats? I was going to say, uh, I've had happy if the are in the, in the, in the I, north coast and of that. Well, you'd have missed some of that journey and all that kind of stuff, and it could have been mm-hmm. an absolute pain in the arse. And um, this only happened kind of ten minutes away from the, the dealership, which was quite a, a lucky break. So yes, so that's been mine. So we will keep you posted as we go through. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully we'll have a bigger update on that by the time we get to the the next, the next one. Does yes. it? Does it mean I'm going to get rid of my Pan America? Not entirely sure yet. Um, mm. once it comes back and it's all back in, I mean, I, and
1: I, whatever. I know it's a it's a funny thing, and I know some people. It's, I, it's, I mean, everybody reacts differently to, to something when your when your bike doesn't work. You know, mm. I, I mean, I, I know when I changed from from the sports dress, right, which I I, I, I cannot deny it was an amazingly fun bike to ride, right? I, but because of what happened to me in the bike, now I know it wasn't a the technical fault. It was an... Uh, idiot fault, right? But you know, but I, I, I was never one hundred percent happy with the bike for that year I had it. You know, and that's my fault for, you know, for you know, for what happened and everything. I'm not, I'm not, it's not a Harley thing at all. Absolutely not.
2: Aye.
1: But, but sometimes you just go, does it just lose your confidence a wee bit in the bike and you or whatever? Do you know what I mean?
0: Aye, and I have thought about it. You I mean I was fortunate enough? That was quite specific when I went for that bike. That mm-hmm. get rid of the Bahal arms, and I really liked the Bahal and they were stopping that color. So that's one of the major factors that went. No, I'm going to get one now, mm-hmm. but I had a specific requirement. I wanted that. I didn't want R H. Want less wheels, do you know what I mean? And in credit to Scott and the guys at West Coast, Scott rallied about trying to find me one, and the the one he eventually found was on the plinth as you walk in the door at Harley's HQ in Oxford. So that bike was a twenty one plate bike, even though when it was registered it was a twenty two plate bike, but it's still a twenty one model. And yeah. I think it's been one of the earlier ones. Right. That's why I think you know what I mean that's maybe partly the fault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's maybe why Harley's looked at it and went, Oh, hey, no, just change that out. So it might yeah, come back yeah. Right yeah, 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 yeah. That it might be running like an absolute dream again. And I hope it is because it is you know, what I mean, I struggle to find another bike out there that makes me go, Oh yes, I want that. Don't I'd love a Diavel V4. However, don't think it's as practical as the Pan or another no. adventure bike. And I like the Multistrada. But again, by the time you spec it up with all the bits and bobs, you're pushing 25 grand. It's a mm-hmm. lot of money. Do you know what I mean?
1: So, boom, boom. Yes, totally. But we'll see what happens when it comes back, and it's all yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think you're right. And I think the practicalities of a bike, you know, I was watching a few YouTube stuff there, and um, and that the, the kind of the 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 guy I kind of love slash hate at the same time, the Yami Noobs guy over in America, right? You know, um, but I've kind of I kind of quite like him now because I get that everything he's saying is really steeped in irony. Do you know what I mean? He's no being a an idiot. He's actually making a point that the idiots are the idiot. You know what I mean? I quite like the fact. I've got used to his humour and got used to how he's things, but one of the things you know um that he you know he was kind of talking about in one of the last things that I watched eh, was just was just around the fact that you know you can't just have a bike, yeah, because it's not practical to just have a bike, because not one bike covers everything, yeah, no. you know, you know. So I mean, a car covers everything. You can have one car, yeah. And you can you can just do anything you want, whether it's raining, whether it's you know, nice weather, whatever you want, right? So that's fine. You know, and so he was saying what well, it was, I think it was like myths of a myths of riding a bike, you know, things like it's cheap to ride a bike, not snow. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know, you're faster than cars. No, no necessarily. Do you know what I mean? You're not that faster than cars, you know, all these and, and it's quite a, it's quite a fun wee video to watch, you know. He's gonna he's gonna turn apart all the myths of you know, and you watch a lot of these YouTubers going, Oh, we're doing this and doing that, and this is amazing. And bikes are everything, and, I, and it's all I ever do. And you're going, and he's gonna say, Well, actually, do you know what? It's not all you ever do because they're not practical. But I think the point is, a bike, one type of bike, is not practical for everything, you know. The, the and my speedmaster, I love to bits, right? I absolutely love to bits, but um, the minute the rain comes on. Well, the minute it's just a wee bit, the, the weather's a bit crappy. I don't want to take it out. It's it's, it's too... It's, it's too precious. It's too precious, you know? Whereas I could get myself a two or three-year-old Tiger Sport low. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like that, yeah. Thanks right. so much. That a, would, yeah. I could kick that about the mud and everything. That'd be great, that you know? Would. Or a Royal you know, and tamale. And yeah. a wee Hamaline. I was looking at a and, and then, and of course, we've not mentioned them in the news because it's only been announced in the last couple of days. Right. But those Triumph 400s that have come out, It'd be amazing. We bikes you just have sitting there to jump on and commute on and stuff like that. I know. Speed, I know. We'll speed good... four hundred and the triple, uh, the the scrambler four hundred.
0: I think we'll have a good chat about those in the next episode. Because yeah, absolutely. Get a look at them and get some details. Yeah, Maybe get a wee chat with the guys at Triumph because I know we've still got that on our books to do.
1: Yeah, if you're listening, Ed, you know, you know, favors know that Ed. If you're listening, that'd be good to be, <laughs> a wee shot in the four hundred Is my nice mate. You know. There you go. Uh, we'll come into, your, we'll come into your, your dealership and you can just say to me, Ian, welcome to the jungle, Ian. You know, let's see what we can do for you, Ed, if you're listening. So, um, <laughs> you know,
0: right.
1: that? take me down to the 400cc city. That's what we want, right? Come on. So, <laughs> right. Assuming they've got the, when they get them in. Yeah, I mean that. Um, I was keeping a little eye on their socials today to see if there's anything coming up, and they are. They, I mean, they said they'll keep you posted when they're getting them in. You know, they've announced them. They opened up, they showed them off at the bike shed down in London. Yep. Um, was it yesterday? But um, and they and and they just look great, fun, practical bikes to just be able to jump on and go places. You know what I mean? Yeah. They Have the price on there? No, the prices have still be confirmed. Yeah. yeah be um, interesting cool. enough. So, and and hopefully by the time the next podcast comes, a little bit more detail and a bit more. Um, information around them Maybe even seen them Hopefully Fingers crossed um, Or sat on them Had a wee shot even Who knows mm-hmm. So um, you know um, But they, yeah so uh, You know but I would quite like To have a bike That you can Do the commuting stuff on You know just do The kind of practical Everyday stuff right. And maybe longer journeys Because the one thing I do I would say You know the Which obviously The pans and the tigers And all that are brilliant for It's going away For more than a, a night or two do you know what I mean? Whereas the the, the Speedmaster isn't is, is no more than a couple of nights. You know, even going to Ireland for a couple of nights, I was struggling with space. You know, um, really? yeah, because just 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 the practicality of the kind of things you need. You know what I mean? Aye. So yeah, well, there was no way to keep my teddy bear. I
0: was about disappointed. So I'm hoping the bike will be right and rain because I've already started looking at a tour of Ireland
1: next year. Nice, I'll, I'll be totally up for that. Right, cool. To to hang with family commitments, I'm up for that. You know what I mean? The average bikers, we'll, we'll get in touch with a Guinness guru, we'll meet him, we'll go for a few beers with him. That's think we should do. Aye, I'm thinking, down to
0: Alarne, cross out to Belfast. Yep. Across out, sorry, down to Cairn Ryan, cross out to Larne, down through Belfast, head down the east coast, to the old Dublin Cork, the usual. Nice. Point of the West Atlantic Highway. Up. Although,
1: when we, when we get to Cork, we'd have to drink Murphy's knowledge in Guinness. Right. be locals, you know. Aye. And then we can go all the way up around the top onto the Donegal. Donegal. Aye,
0: onto the, the two hundred run by Giant Causeway and all that kind of stuff. So we could aye. literally do the whole island.
1: No, just Yeah, just just down, to the to aye, the, the, whole the perimeter. Island. The
0: perimeter. The whole aye. And well maybe we cut through for different bits, do you know what I mean? There'll be wee bits we
1: might cut through for. Do you get any Irish ancestry in your family? that was that that was driving you towards it? No? No. No. no I
0: mean
1: me, neither. me neither.
0: Having done having done Scotland. This year, I think, it, and now I'm like, the are really a to in reverse, would be quite nice, all right. But I'm thinking, we could be on... very
1: buffy, slow, especially considering bikes on hover reverse. You know, what I mean, hey.
0: <laughs> thank um, you. All right, I'm thinking east to west rather than west to east. Mm-hmm. Um, I would th- i also think the island hopping thing would be pretty good if you could do Orkney and Shetland as well, but I think that's a bigger.
1: I know. I mean JB and I are talking about maybe doing going over to Jura and stuff like that, and island and stuff like that on the bikes this summer. So that'd be cool. A wee bit island hopping. Nice. You can point but... us in the direction of some nice places in skies you've been seen as you've been, son.
0: Oh, yeah, you need to do the aquarium. You've got to do the because it's just yeah. it's like Jurassic Park. Um minus the
1: Jeff Goldblum. Uh so yes. Um, I, would I, may, I may get a picture of me lying with a black shirt opened into the waist. <laughs> yeah. Saying life finds a way. Do
0: you know what I mean?
1: Aye, exactly.
0: Um, I would say that's checking, but since we've been off for a wee bit, um, we've got a little call out section this week. Yeah, let's call out some call out stuff. We, yeah. Absolutely. We don't have, do have a button for, we don't have a theme music for. So
1: we're just going to. Bring, 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 Hello, we'd like to call you out. Yes. Yep, shall we go for it? Yeah, call-out section, I quite like this. This is a nice we uh, added, um, added layer. You know, it's like it's like opening up a Victoria sponge and finding that there's a wee bit of marzipan under the icing. Do you know what I mean? It's a wee added layer. Unless, of course, you don't like marzipan, and then there'll be half the folk listening going, Bruh, marzipan, Bruh. you know what I mean? Shall I go with an extra layer of buttercream? There we go. Ooh, nice. So, call-out section. So, given it's been a full month, yeah, as you say, uh, we've been out and about, and we thought we would call out a few people we have met or communicated with um, with, uh, over the month or so, that we have been off the air. Who have we got first? Oh. Who have we got first, sir?
0: We've got the Burning Gas Hall and Ass guys. So Sarah and Gareth, um, chatting to those two quite recently. Um, they've just started their own merch line, by the way. So it's quite cool. It's quite kind of biker cartoony. It's very, very cool. Um, and it's both, there's a girls and a boys section. And the girl stuff is v- girl biker. Do you know I mean so it's, nice. it's specifically for girl bikers which is quite cool and the material um is
1: actually pop a, it's nice probably link the socials eh?
0: there as tag them in the social we'll drop it and we've I put a couple of links up on, on their socials already but I'll make sure that it's in the podcast notes and yes. um, both of those both of them have agreed to come on the show um in the near future for a blether and a chat which is great good um both Harley riders um had a plethora of bikes. In fact, Gareth's probably still got a plethora of bikes because he doesn't seem to key them up.
1: A plethora? A plethora? Do
0: you like that? Um, I love that yeah, Check the guys out. We'll put links below in the notes, etc. and um you can go and check those guys out.
1: Yeah, thanks, yeah. You. So I was looking strange because I thought I'd plugged in my iPad for my from my notes there, and it's down to fourteen percent. I was pretty sure it was actually plugged in. Anyway, I, I I digress somewhat, but that'll be annoying. Hopefully, this will get us through the the uh. the evening. Uh, Andy at Starlings Power Sports Yamaha in Linwood. Um, we will be coming to see you soon. It's getting a Saturday when me and Darren are both three, but we are coming, mate. So we will come pop down and see. I mean, I do literally drive by your place just about every other day when I'm going to the Tesco. Do you know what I mean? I could just swag in in the jeep and go, Alright Andy, how you doing?" You know, take the back road out of Houston, and I'm like, "Could just pop in and go, all right, pal." Um, you know, but you know, the, you know, her indoors here, you know, needs me to bring back her mini magnums. So, you know, you know, needs must and all that, you know. So. but yeah i you know i literally die by every other day so apologies andy we will get get around we will plus
0: we like to see this gt plus because it's getting some good reviews actually so Uh, it's totally (laughs) what else else you with us last up um is the davidson legacy cottage preservation group which is a bit of a mouthful right but i was chatting to these guys last weekend um, and obviously, last weekend, when you're listening to this, was actually um, Buda West at West Coast. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw some of the social stuff. Never got it I, on myself, but yeah, i cool. kind of coincide with the 120th anniversary party that was happening in Budapest, West Coast did Buda West, and they were open for a couple of days and they had bands and stuff like that. But th- there was a, a charity organisation there. Um, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to purchase and maintain the old cottage in angus where the davidson family lived and um, before they obviously emigrated across the U- I, you know i never even knew that was a thing until no. i saw i knew that i knew i knew um he, i knew Davis there was a, a scottish Europe. connection
1: for the davidson aye. but i didn't realize there was a That's cottage and, aye so you know
0: I mean? again i'll put links in the facebook i did share a thing for you going there was a survey thing they were looking for us to do um just to try and generate interest but you can check out the facebook page you can go out and visit stuff. Yeah. Like that. they've got great plans they're actually partnering they've partnered with Roadskin. skin um, you can get t-shirts which has got half american flag half scottish flag and a kind of y thing in the middle which is quite cool um and they're made by road skin um, which as ever you mean everybody knows that's i've got their road skin jacket yeah he puts a bag advocate of road skin so the, the the guy's stuff's really really good so you're getting a good quality t-shirt and you're supporting their their cause, right? So we'll give him a shout out. Um, I think me and Nicola talking maybe when I'm I'm off in August, we might be talking about taking a run up just to see it.
1: Nice, um, nice.
0: Again, these guys are all volunteers that work their butts off as well as having day jobs. It's
1: crazy that there's all there's all these bits of history and and. You know, so many people do it out of the goodness of their heart, the kindness of their heart, because they're passionate about it. And you could tell that when you are seeing them talking. I was watching them talking through the, the old like going live and stuff right. on Facebook when they were at when they were at West Coast, the passion behind what they believe in and you know, it's a, a from a from a motorbike sense, it's an amazing bit of history that just needs to be preserved. You know, and you know, especially as you say, with the 120th anniversary, and you know, and also the interest of a lot of I mean, there's a lot of Americans coming to Scotland always, But sure. you know. But then obviously, we know about you know, my son JB and the whole Outlander thing, and you know, people more and there's more and more Americans you know coming across now, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, a lot of them will be Harley fans, so to have something else to come to as well, just ah, oh, incredible. It's just so I love it. that Scottish
0: connection, you mm-hmm. mean, bikers in this country. It's so that Scottish yeah. connection to a bit of biking history. Yeah, it's it amazing. Is, whether you like Harley or not, it's still, there's still a massive company within the biking world. So having that yeah. link to that history is quite cool. So I, I we're talking to the girl, um, Nalia, I think her name was, she was American and she emigrated here. And she now stays here and she stayed here for years. Yeah. Obviously, she's one of the driving forces behind it to get that because obviously she's got a kind of connection from kind of both sides now. She obviously course. Lives here, is in love with here, but obviously being American still is that kind of. She's the kind of go
1: between, so yeah, get, know, get, get like, understands the American side of things. Yes, American passion behind Harley, yes. uh, and it's and it's a great place to you know. It's a great. We were talking about you know how I mean, Am- Americans love looking for their ancestry and history oh, and stuff totally.
0: like that so, totally you know. she was saying what they want to try and do is get it to the point where it actually can be used as a venue so like i kind of get green so now when you go to get the green to get married, uh-huh. big anvil and you can dunk on the anvil and when you get married mm. all that, they want to get an old like iron head or Panhead engine. Oh, I amazing! Mean, same idea. So when you get married, you can dung on the, the engine, and that's you. so that's that's, that's load, a cool idea. Riding. I like that. Love that. First idea. thing you need to do is obviously get it and get it maintained and all that kind of stuff. So and they've done loads of work on it already. So it's quite cool. Nice. Yeah, so well worth the check it. Cool. But there you go. That was the check in call- slash call call out section. Which we might keep that going. We'll see. Depends who we talk to. We don't talk to MD. There's no point in calling MD out. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we could we
1: could. This is the call out section. Spoke to nobody. Spoke to nobody. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: it. Oh, anyway, mate. Let's get. The into only
1: the... call-out was that plumber
0: because I had that leak in my roof. Because I. Hello, to Dave, the plumber. <laughs> Thanks for the call <sighs> out, son. There you go. Let's get into the guts. Yes. <laughs> The news. You're, prob- you're probably most equipped to deal with this first topic.
1: I think I think I probably am most equipped. I could if I'd if, if I'd thought about it, I could have put on my wee waistcoat that I wore during this event. Yeah. So um this year we did I for the first time, mainly do it for a few years, but for the first time I got involved and did the DGR, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, or the Distinguished Gentle Persons Ride, should we say? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, This year's Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, the DGR, had smashed their 2022 fundraising total. So, on Sunday, May the 21st, although in Glasgow we moved it to the 28th, as I said earlier on, 105,829 dapperly dressed riders took part in rides in 893 cities across 107 countries. There you go. That's just, I read that kind of slowly, just to, for, for, for dramatic effect. Do you like that? Dun, dun, dun. The 2022 record-breaking total was almost $6 million, and this year has been surpassed again with a total raise so far of $7.27 million. That means that the overall money raised since its inception in 2012 is $44.83 million so far. And uh, For mental health charities And for prostate cancer men All across the world Right Raising awareness of all that And a big And I mean uh, That was a big thing they, they, they said They said Whether you made five pounds Or whether you made five million pounds You know what I mean We've raised awareness People have asked us What we're doing People have, And we've raised awareness Of mental health For, for guys and, and for And prostate You know Cancer Yeah So uh, an amazing cause Whether you're just You just sign up Pay the fee And ride the ride Or whether you Do a wee bit of fundraising Yeah but we've got some nice facts about it Because it was a very good cause A worthwhile cause And a lot of people really pushed out the boat And did a, a fair amount of fundraising Which was brilliant um, So here's some interesting facts About the 2023 DGR All top listings are based on money raised So it is a charity event So obviously that makes a, a good sense The top rider was Ron Cragmeyer Ron Kraidmeier In San Francisco And he raised 89,152 squidarinis, Right? The second top rider was Matthias riding in Edinburgh, and he raised £72,007. Top effort, gents. And the top rider wins the limited edition DGR T120. <laughs> right? So beth- yeah, which is cool, but it's number 001. That's- so 001. he wins... one. The very first one, so a very cool, cool prize to win there, right? You know, um, the top pillion was Sandy from Vancouver. Hey, Sandy. Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Um, top country was the USA, as expected, which raised over two million pounds. England was second, and Scotland came seventh, which is pretty good given we only had five hundred and thirty-two riders, right? So, on your sail, Scotland, son, on your sail. It's like a wee game in Norway. We didn't think we'd do it, but we did. Here we go. <laughs> Topical, so, topical. The top city again based on money raised was New York, New York, New York City, which could have been a very cool ride. Very closely followed by Los Angeles, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Los Angeles, but yeah, amazing, yeah, special. London was fourth, and Edinburgh was sixth, probably based around Matthews. But ages, Mattis was number one as so well. He was like number one right. For ages and ages and ages, and then your man faith San Francisco just swooped in at the end. You know, it's not a fun. few big. You know, it's not. Shame. Sorry, Mattis mate. You missed out in the. That you missed out in the T one twenty. He must yeah. have been sat there for weeks going. Oh, was it? Was it a T one twenty? Was that a speed or Was it whatever it was? Whatever the DJ one was. It was T twenty. Purely from a selfish perspective, and because ABC had a bit of vested interest, here are some Scotland based insights. So, the top riders number one was Matthias in Edinburgh, number two was Donald and Dumfries, and number three was John Bell in Glasgow. I wonder who that guy is. John Bell, have you heard of him? Yeah, no, no, anyway. Well, John Bell, if you're listening to the podcast, well done, me man. Do you know what I mean? Don't know who you are. You know, um, don't have a clue who you are But um, you sound like a tall bloke And you sound like the kind of guy who's got an amazing dad You know, so um, well done thank John you. Bell And uh, and I'm pretty sure your dad's pretty A, a pretty tall bloke um, Now, I'm not a boast, but I was in 10th place So, as Sorry. well, so 10th in the whole of Scotland, that's it Thank you, thank you, thank you very much uh, That's perfect, you know um, uh, A couple of big shouts out to people that sponsored me But you know, loads of people that sponsored me by A couple of great um From Friends in America, Gina in uh, Kansas Very generous Gina Thank you so much For uh, for, for your It uh, was Gina And uh, gosh I can't remember Who the other person was now But um, but, uh, you know A couple of their friends From the Outlander community A few people from the Outlander community In Kansas as well sponsor both myself And John Which wow. is pretty cool Very generous So thank you so much For that We are doing it again next year I'll send you a link And uh, <laughs> Cheers Here we go Um, But uh, In an interview The DGR founder Mark Hawa Said I I would never have expected that 12 years into the distinguished Gentleman's Ride, we would be celebrating such an incredible milestone. Since 2012, this global community has gone from strength to strength. It's clear that the DGR community has stretched beyond what we could ever have imagined and that the dedication in each city is proof that folks just need a chance to get together and connect with their fellow riders. So, look, thanks to everyone. Who took part across the world? That's listening to this podcast, and, and you know what? See if you see if you listen to this podcast, and you've got a mate that's a rider that doesn't listen to this podcast. Just tell them that the ABC say thanks, would you? Mm. Tell them the, the, the average baker's in the cave. Thank you for 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 just taking part in this amazing event. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great cause, and uh, to everyone who donated money to anyone but especially me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um and if you're interested in taking part in the DGR in twenty twenty four, then keep an eye on the DGR website, which is www.gentlemansride.com Make sure you type it correctly because it's so close to probably a website you don't want it to be anywhere near. Uh, <laughs> hi. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to lose that clean rating from Red Circle I really am you know. what have we got next
0: i have next. Uh, Yamaha 125 lean angle data. Yep. The team Yamaha, Yamaha have given the flagship 125 bikes a bit of a makeover for 2023. Well, Yamaha 125. They're me bikes, oh. aren't they? The, Doing know well. one and off, right? It's that that whole little bike thing. Do you know what I mean? Anybody mm-hmm. that's watched Richie Vida's latest video on YouTube where the boys were all at ABR, um, last weekend and him, Mr. Fish and teapot, went kind of off road on sent us one two fives and just literally ragdolled them out of field and tracks. And it was literally like a f- 15 minute video of the three guys just giggling. <laughs>
2: the
0: but anyway, the MT5, uh, the MT125 naked bike and the R125 sports bike now come with some serious packages, including the full quality TFT and traction control. The new color TFT is a massive improvement over the monochromatic display that previously haunted these bikes. Now
1: Ooh, monochromatic.
0: <laughs> <over> <laughs> the, <laughs> a random there, sorry. Over the monochromatic. Now, not only are, are they clearer and far funkier to look at, but it can also be paired up with your smartphone, allowing you to have more information, such as lean angle. Yes, that's right. You can access data that tells you the lean angle on your 125. Now, wow. currently the R6 and the R7 don't have a lean an- a lean sensitive kit. So it's a special inclusion on the mighty 125 single cylinder. But surely it's only a matter of time before this oh, thing uses its bigger brother. Must be, yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Using the Yamaha MyRide app, you connect... Again, make sure when you're checking for that app, you spell it, it and write it down correctly. You
0: connect the bike using Bluetooth um and to what Yamaha called the CCU, the communication control unit. Now, here's the truth. We actually told a little bit of a lie. The the phone itself is actually calculating the laying angle. So it's not actually a sensor on the bike. Bit of a letdown, I know. Uh, On proper sports bikes and track bikes, there's a built in IMU or inertial measurement unit. This calculates all of that data on the bike and it aids in certain things like corner and ABS and all that kind of good stuff. But this app uses the phone to calculate your relation to the ground. And from there does some magic to give you a lean angle. The app can only, the app can only display other information that is equally as interesting, but useless, just the same, such as altitude and all that kind of crap, but you don't really need I, I just Again, Anything
1: that is all picked up on the phone
0: yeah hi no. so yeah apologies we probably sparked either confusion or a bit of rage as we thought we'd go what oh, the angles right, on so, one two five, five yeah i am sorry. i am you but i think five, you find five, three, that yeah. we did that on porpoise yes we did that on porpoises. God do <laughs> the shark um however it does give either a spirited rider or a one two five track fan Or a one-two-five racer, the opportunity to get pieces of information that you would never normally get on a smaller ratio bike like that. So,
1: be interesting to do, you know, if we could find out a bit more about the accuracy, the angle, how uh, how accurate it actually is. You know what I mean?
0: Right, exactly. Um, But here's a point or
1: a takeaway thought: it
0: makes you wonder, is there an app out there that can give you extra information while riding without having to pay silly money for additional extras? Or subscriptions yes ktm we're talking to you yes we certainly are yeah something might be worth a look why pay nice. for something on a bike with you a phone app that would do something very similar if equally
1: as accurate maybe we should uh, maybe we should not mention this in the podcast and have a wee word with some developer friends <laughs> uh, and maybe come up with something. Mm-hmm. Right, come up with something. Mm, mm, yeah, no. just keep it having. Yeah, for for this bit of the if if you're listening to me talking in a podcast and you're saying why have I just spent five missing five minutes listening to the word redacted. Redacted, redacted. This is why, because we're not telling like you. Property. We're not telling you, but you'll see us in Dragon's Den in a couple of months. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> that young boy in Dragon's Den that loves all the tech stuff, he'll be any of that, wouldn't he? He'd be any of that. Yeah. Buy in heartbeat, mate. Right. Buy in heartbeat. right, what have we got next then? Talking about uh, heartbeats and racing your heartbeats, we've got the 2024 BMW R1300GS. Ooh. It has been. There's been a lot of chat And shots in various websites And publications this month As BMW have been out In their stealth Almost production form Of the R1300GS Which is expected to be A 2024 model Now It looks to be sleeker Less rugged and bulky Which means from the front It's more conforming to A Multistrada Or a Super Adventure Not sure if the GS faithful Will like that But who knows you know, until we see the, the, the finished thing we'll not know here yeah. uh, looks like the tubular steel frame is gone and it's now a two part cast aluminium frame which will be a good weight saving possibly trimming off 4.5 kilos maybe um, is the estimations that the, the, the word on the street the word on the metal street is 4.5 kilos uh, oh, I wish indeed. I could lose 4.5 kilos like that the weight reduction with the increase in power in the boxer engine to 1300cc a hike of about forty six CCS should give some extra. Whoosh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's a uh, what's the fastest cake in the world? gone.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, there you go. Uh, anyway, that's just that's, that's a good job. Um, it's rumored that the new boxer will produce approximately one hundred and forty three point five brake horsepower, um, uh, and and one hundred nine point nine pound foot of torque. Wow. This, with weight reduction, will put it in at around. Oh, the 150-power bracket, which is where the Tiger and the Pan America currently sit, and a little shy of the Ducati and the KTM. Now, there is a new twin-stack exhaust, which is obviously designed to ensure those pesky euro-emission regulations are comfortably met. But I would imagine there will be an optional sportier version available, possibly Akrapovic or something like that, yeah? Doesn't so. it appear to be a change to the GS a fantastic telly lever and para lever suspension and, and to be honest why would there be the suspension on these, on these bikes is amazing uh, now if you haven't tried it yet then do so because you know just it's bounty bounty but in a good way All right, again try and change this clean rating All right, so, one um, of the
0: ones, see when you see when you ride one that has got telly lever and para lever uh, suspension on it and you pull the brakes and you don't get fork dive, the whole bike uh, just sits down as one uh, that's the only thing about coming off of that bike, going back onto something that doesn't have it. You can't uh,
1: notice it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an amazing bit of uh, tech. It's also unclear if there's any enhancements to the BMW electronic suspension setup. There are shots of the bike running at very low speed and it does look lower. Is this possibly a lower, at low speed, slow speed or stop functionality that has been introduced? Again, the Multishad V4. And the HD Panamerica has it already. It's the thing that Darren hates, isn't it, Don? Yeah. Ah, is that you know? You know. well, cool well you and will that will do. that give you a spongy corner and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, as you as you feel your Pan America or the Panamerica yes. with the with the HR in it. So, what else is new or changed then, based on the images? Well, it looks like a new headlight design. A little difficult to fully tell as it was taped up with a little circle cut out. Uh, screen and deflectors look slightly different, also, and a new design centre stand up. Kind of folds up very, very neatly So very it Seems to me. be super slick And super neat And just Tucks everything away a bit better Do you know what I mean? So um I'm not saying anything rude there at all The yeah. rumours are also suggesting New electronic safety signals With the radar adaptive cruise With the rear-facing radar And blind spot detection This GS could have almost a 360-radar view Of its near surroundings which is, you're, you're going to get into, you know, AI stuff here, aren't you, really? So, you know, the Machines, Skynet, and the GS I,
0: The new, and the 1200, the 1250RT, the newer one, has um, adaptive cruise control and all that, and mm-hmm. I it. so no, it's not like they're branching out in new stuff, it's just they're taking the good gizmos and just putting them on. Yeah, in.
1: putting them on, Yeah, so... Uh, it's, there's no idea of a launch date yet But they're, you know, they're testing it right So if the rumours of the M1300GS are true But for the ARB 1300 All in all it looks like it might be some nice changes to the GS But whether the GS purists will love it uh, As a whole as, as a whole other discussion They may not like it's conformity um, Last tiny little snippet The new BMW 13GS will get it's full unveiling On the 28th of September it was announced to coincide with the one millionth production GS rolling off the production line. Could be a wee Goggle Bikers episode there, I think. You Hell know? yes. Although I, I, I do suspect if I've if I've ordered my GS right, and I'm getting that one millionth GS, and I know that there's a better one coming, I'd be raging. I I, I, I'd be watching my bike come off, going, "It's already out of date." It passes back. Already, back out. Out. They're going like that with a
0: cloth on a brand new model. Hello, mm-hmm. out of date bicycle.
1: Hello, bye.
0: I, th- I <laughs> thought that as well. I thought I would not want to be a guy that owns the last 1250 GS to roll off a production line. I
1: know.
0: Going fine, well, it's driving by something under a tarpaulin on a plinth that's just outdated my bike and made my bike uh. less about three or four grand. Do you know what I
1: mean? I mm-hmm. know, totally. Not. It's like when I went into the Apple Store last year, and I was chatting to guy again. I said, "Yeah, I've just ordered one of the new M1 um, MacBooks." And he went, oh the M2s coming out?" I was like, "Did you tell me that What? Sorry, what? Sorry, what? Did you realise how destroyed I am right now? Anyway, so uh, so what's next? What have we got? Um, Mister, um, Mister, um, Harley Davidson fan this is what we
0: talked about then as a goggle bikers but this is the new harley davidson 2023 cvos so at the start of june harley davidson launched the new street glide and road glide cvos part of harley's long line of grand american touring range yeah so firstly for those who don't know what cvo stands for it means custom vehicle operations and this is the division within harley that take a standard bike and then they just make it a wee bit more special for production but for a wee bit more money so Almost, money. Um, well, we'll get that. We'll get that. It's almost like an AMG to Mercedes or an M to Sport. BMW. Aye, this yeah. is what Harley do They take it and they and the Lexus Toyota, to isn't it? The Alpine, the reno that kind of thing. Aye, they, they aye. tart it up. Do you know what I mean? It's a stock bike, but then they add some bits to it that just makes it a wee bit special. I say a wee bit special. um Now, we knew this was coming. As the new low rider ST came as standard with a 117 cubic inch engine, engine. and that well, ever that used to be the old standard for the CVOs when everyone was riding a 114. If you bought a CVO, you got a 117. So let's have a look and see what exactly Harley have done to make this a bit different for the norm. Both bikes tell us, tell us, both bikes now come as standard with a brand new Milwaukee 8. One two one cubic inch powertrain that has VVT variable valve timing, which they haven't done before. This is the highest performance stock engine ever put in Harley off the production line, right? Yes, you can order, what is it, the one three three, but that's a that you buy that engine and then it gets shipped and then you need to get it put into your bike. So this is the largest production yeah. line engine to go into a production bike. Now the VVT essentially is a changing of the, the valve timing based on your RPM and the condition of the engine to give that optimized air fuel mix for the power output. Harley say that it gives the best balance between sexy performance and responsible fuel economy. Yep, not new technology by a long shot for the rest of the industry, but it's definitely a positive shift for the Harley for Harley Davidson. Does that does that change the potato potato sound? It will change well it'll change it a wee bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the biggest change for potato potato sound is the is the euro emissions regulations that is yes. for it now <clears throat> complementing that engine is a high flow exhaust system that obviously is tuned to the new engine again hopefully giving better performance but still kind of keeping a nice sound mm-hmm. it won't be like an old harley You know what i mean because of obviously new euro regulations um Bikes both get new inverted 47mm socks with 76mm of travel, again increased in the handling and the comfort. All that power does need new brakes and now you've got four piston Brembo's on a 320mm dual front disc in the, and a 300mm on the rear. Again, on top of that, there are a number of variety safety enhancements all around, like traction control and accelerating and decelerating and during braking with all the links to the new chassis control and electronic braking system. The weight reduction, um, the street glide by four hundred uh, by 14 um, kgs, and the Road King is 15 kgs lighter. And this is a decent reduction. Um, now, they are still heavy bikes. The street glide's going to come in with a kind of curb weight of 380 kilos, which is heavy, and the road glide, mm-hmm. a whopping 393. Jeez, that's almost double my triumph. Exactly, but that is lighter than the kind of... You mean the previous iterations of those bikes now not sure of the old weight um but it does make the cvo variants a good bit lighter um and it make it's only it's only a couple of kgs heavier oh. actually than the street glide special or the road um the road glide special or st versions of those bikes do you know what I mean which are just stock bikes yeah, I mean, you don't get all the bells and whistles that you're getting, as well as the bigger engine that you would get with a CVO. So it is, it is a substantial reduction when you look at it compared to what you can buy at the minute. Both bikes keep their distinctive bat wing, um, with the road glide being a wee bit more square, and the, the street glide's more traditional in terms of a bat wing shaped. in terms of it kind of goes up and swoops through. It's a bit more round. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, which I love. a lot of anarchy, as I call it. Um, there has been a, a restyle of both of those though the headlight um now has kind of led strips running through the batwing which really looks cool some purists don't like it but i think it looks really really modern really really nice, nice. yes that's because that's because we are young guys that move at the times uh, well, mm-hmm. um, i think it definitely looks better i think it looks far more better on the street light but i do prefer the street light because of the kind of traditional batwing rather than the square one mm-hmm. Now, by far the most impressive addition to the new CVOs, in my view, is this new 12.3 inch infotainment cluster, which just sounds cool. An infotainment cluster. Gone are the old analog dials, and hello are a new set of TFT
1: analog dials. Yes, TFT analog dials. We've talked about them for, um, <sighs> all the time. Why, why can't you use that TFT technology and make I, it look like an old fashioned want- dial?
0: And to be honest right you buy a modern car it comes with a full tft screen in the riders cockpit and the, the driver's cockpit and they have analog dials on them my new car does so you know what i mean yeah Um so yeah you get that old look but it's all integrated into that new tft display again it's running harley's new skyline os kind of makes me worried skyline os mm? um it's a fully it's really really immersive display mm-hmm. Um, it's fully customizable so you can have it set up however you want it also has a large touch screen which is designed to be used even with a heavy glove in the rain again we'd love to test that out in a wet march in scotland
1: Right, absolutely yeah
0: i don't know where they tested that out but i'm pretty sure it's no march in scotland mm-hmm. I, think might, <laughs> I think they might rethink that slow, that, that statement do you know what I mean now we won't go through it. All of the things that can be displayed on here, but you can imagine radio, nav, speed, compass, trip, range, rider mode you're in, whether it be touring, cruise or sport, the list is endless. Sticking with the infotainment system, both bikes come with stage two performance audio powered by Rockford Fosgate, which is which has two six and a half inch three-way speakers in the back wing, and then two five by seven inch speakers built into the saddlebags. It's gonna be allowed, yeah. yeah. Which is seven mile an hour on the motorway in the passion rain in March. You want it to be allowed
1: anyway, so you can actually. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you have Travis. Why does it always rain on me? <laughs> Aye, hi That other just walking one. in the rain. Have you ever seen rain? Anyway, carry on. You done so? Nothing to be. Raindrops keep falling on my head. So carry on, carry on. yeah.
0: Now there are a load of things that you wouldn't think about, or practically notice on this bike unless told, and we're not going to go through them all, but it's things like CVO badge included on in the badging, changing the stitching type so that actually you don't feel the stitching on your arse when you sit on the bike, which apparently is a thing. Apparently, however, if you stitch it the wrong way, when you sit on it, you can feel the stitching. Never even knew that was a thing.
1: Uh, no, no, maybe, maybe
0: that's a princess and the pea people out there. Totally. Then there's the detail in the paint. Talking of paint, you have two options. Option one is the default dark platinum with pinstripe. It's a rich gunmetal
1: grey, and yeah, at least in the pictures, it's like that. Yeah, at least in the pictures, it's gunmetal. We gray. need to see it in the. You it right. ah. Option
0: two is it's called whiskey neat with Raven Metallic, which just sounds like a fucking awesome paint job. Do you know what Aye, I mean, totally what we'll colors your, what we'll colors your bike? Whiskey Neat with Raven Metallic. Sounds like something you order in a really posh London bar. Right yeah. now, it's a really rich orangey amber with with black through it. Right. Very nice. But and here's the but this one is going to cost you six thousand four hundred pounds extra. Six grand paint course. job, yes. no it's not just a paint job, the controls and the foot pegs and all that kind of stuff match the paint job, so they've got little hints in it. Ah,
1: uh, right, okay, okay,
0: so that's a, a, a restyle. However, right, and imagine this the pegs on the default on the dark platinum are probably the same pegs just with dark platinum in them, or right. you're adding a wee bit of color. So again, six thousand four hundred pounds. Yeah. I'm still saying it's nearly six grand, most of it being the paint job. Aye. And that bombshell should give you an idea of the overall pricing. Right. Yeah. So sit down. You can re you can register your interest now for either the standard dark platinum, the street glide, dark platinum starts at thirty eight thousand two hundred and ninety five pounds. And the road glide is thirty eight thousand seven hundred and ninety five pounds
1: ain't that a kick
0: in the balls <laughs> my preference street glide all day long classic backwing, but would have to be in that whiskey neat color because it looks yeah immense so i would be looking at 44,695 pound that's before i add a wee sissy bar a backpack a luggage rack mm-hmm. a new set of pipes a Dom performance i could be looking
1: at 50 grand easy peasy lemon squeezy you know what I mean absolutely
0: again doubt I'm ever going to get a ride one
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you never know unless you end the lottery no, you never know but you if never know you never know if
0: one comes into um, west coast we'll be damn sure to get some pictures of it and yes. uh, um, looking like um, and I hope I hope it's in whiskey neat colour so I really like hopefully
1: it hopefully I get to sit on it and not feel the stitching mm. Oh, anyway that was was The news. You? you just want to resoot your son. I've You've been keeping yourself hydrated beautifully there. Wetting my whistle. This is wetting funny. your husband. This I've just funny. been wetting my thrapple
0: See, because I'm back at the gym and stuff, right? right. I'm making a point of hydrating properly. So I get through about two of these a day, which is probably no I mean, this one really supposed to be seven in the morning to nine at night and I'm doing two of these a day
1: without like, thinking. Not bad when you're filling it with working orange, you know I mean? <laughs> And <laughs> no one can still speak, by the way. It's a bit there's a vase, orange, and it's brilliant. Did you go to the gym today? Because I think I do remember. What have we got next, sir? I think it's time for the, the next bit. We've done the bread, now it's time for the meat in the sandwich. It is. The I
0: was premature everybody.
1: bag. That's what she said. West- so, <laughs> what makes... A motorbike, a Oh to, hmm. Oh
0: Yeah, make, there we go. It does make you have to go boom,
1: boom, 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 yeah. And um, today we want to examine what are the key components that makes a bike sexy? Sexy? Right, yeah, I'm not okay keeping that. No, keep it. Imagine that. Why, why was the podcast four hours long? Well, you see, he every time we say button. attractive or sexy, we kept hitting a button which lasted for about three minutes. Right, anyway. Okay, anyway, moving on. Now, we're not looking at what psychologists (laughs) will tell you. It's the link with something, um, you know, that, you know. Sorry, let me start again, shall we? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, we're not looking at what psychologists will tell you, you know, that it's the link with something challenging and rebellious. But that's to, you know, that's to even We're probably focusing more on what the bike and the rider, what we want to look at is what makes... Us as bikers swoon over a bike, usually you know, usually just the fact it's a bike to be honest, you know I mean listen, it, oh I you got a you. bike, I love you <laughs> you're a oh, hello sailor. what do you right. think of
0: this new uh, fandango oh. shove bucket so. oh, it's like <laughs>
1: two wheels and an engine, I love it oh mm. that's
0: quite nice
1: yeah, what What would you say to that Right anyway. There we go. Now this a lot of this is purely subjective, obviously, right? And it will only be me and Darren's opinion as to what makes this bike attractive, right? So the reason here is more to just spark a conversation, maybe to get you up on the dance floor a wee bit, with a wee bit of oh yeah. I'm sorry. It's a bit like Lemmy. You think you're doing like a me sketch there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it looks like can I get a Let me. I don't know if you're listening to a podcast, maybe but if you do, we apologise if we're plagiarising your humour. <laughs> right? So, anyway. Yeah, but, you know, we want to spark a conversation here. So, we think there are a few areas that need to be considered. Right? So, we've got four key areas here. Now, if there's more areas than this then obviously you're in scheme number one in Glasgow. But the point is, right? (laughs) There's only a small selection of listeners that will get that joke. But, but, you know, but for the ones that do, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Now, we think there are a few areas that need to be considered. Area number one, the look of the bike, right? So the shape, the lines, the colour, Everything aesthetic about a bike. So basically, when somebody says to you, "It's whiskey neat with me- Raven metallic," you know that's that's what we're talking about here. Do you know what I mean? That's your kind of your kind of your buzzwords, your your colors, your you know just that kind of aesthetic about it. Number two, there is the engineering element. So like you know, you you and I were pure geeking over the Norton stand in Birmingham. You know, just because of the engineering, right. the the the, oh, yeah. the engine they're putting in the way they were, the way they were putting the the way they were you know, just machining the metal for the frame with with that kind of slightly slight kind of ridge surface that they help the airflow, just that kind of level of detail, the technical output, the gizmos, the design features, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that does that make it sexy. The geek factor. Um, aye, the geek factor, right, absolutely. And then there's number three, how they market it. Yeah. The advertising effect. The advertising effect does does making an advert with a woman or a man or a fish or them um in the undies. Um, have a bearing on whether or not you will purchase that two-wheeled crotch rocket, right? So do you know what I mean? You know, the very fact that they they're applying to you that is a crotch rocket. You know what I mean? Is 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 very keen. Number four, outside influence. So that's stuff like does your favourite rider a celebrity ride one? Do you have peer pressure? Do you know do your pals, you know, have you have you got a wee bunch of Yamaha? The Yamaha Yankees, have you? Or have you got a wee bunch of Honda Hollows Do you know what I mean? The Yamaha Yankees, the Triumph Charties do you know what I mean? The Harley Yan- Movens, sorry, Harley Davidsons. do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> the Yamaha Yankees. Harley Yan- Moving, actually, sure, Pan America, but that's oh, <laughs> too, too soon, too soon. So so, um, yeah, anyway. so anyway, so that that's we're, we're going to look at those those areas and we'll, we'll see what we think, right? So let's go. The Yamaha, the Yamaha yankees this in like a time. Do you know what I mean? Nah, true. know that's yeah. Anyway, so
0: let's dive in. Right, firstly, let's look. Ah, at, okay, let's look at the basic thing first. Right, is it which is simple? I mean, does it look good? Let's look at some bikes that have been classed as the sexiest of all time, based on <laughs> right. So after a lot. I mean, looking at a number of different publications and a lot of publications, right, in websites and stuff. You you get your publications out for the boys, didn't you? Oh, this took me ages. I mean, I had loads of the moment at one time, which is probably why, I mean, this computer didn't really want to
1: start the night, but there you go. Darren Um, now has a website created by himself called Bike Hub.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the theme tune. Um, Now... No one, can, no yeah. one, no one seems to be in any argument about what the number one sexiest bike of all time is, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But everything else in between that, the number one sexy bike is the uh, Kawasaki versus, uh, isn't it? I, Sorry, spoiler alert: it's the Kawasaki versus. Aye, no. So everything else in between that is very, very difficult. So what we've done is we've made the top five. A kind of mix of everyone's list, where everyone agreed that it was in their kind of top ten. Yes. These five bikes tend to be in everybody's list, but the number one bike seems to be in agreement with everybody mm-hmm. that this is the kind of number one bike. All right, so here we go. So in at number five is the five, MV- Super uh, In at number five, the MV Agusta F4CC. So it's a sports bike. It's not as aggressive as like an R1 or a blade, but it's still a sports bike. Mm -hmm. Only 100 were made, and the CC is actually the initials of MV Agusta's president, Claudio Castiglione. I can't
1: say it. What's his name? Castiglione. Castiglione. Right. Is that the wee shell pasta? (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. I'm sorry. Just checking.
0: It has a beautiful mix of matte and polished paintwork width, which is all you I mean, um I'll say that again. It's paintwork is with an all encased fairing, right? Uh, single piece that covers the engine, right? Now, square on from the front, I'd say it's not the sexiest bike in the world. Um It's a bit like a hamster. It's a bit like a hamster, isn't it? Close, right? yeah. Yeah. But then very few motorbikes are very sexy for the front, if i we're we'll brutally honest, right? Um, however, if you look at it for the side and for the rear, right, completely different story, all right? The side view, you can see... Always the, like how you look for the rear. The line, yeah. the aggressive lift in the rear. Now, mm-hmm. moving to the back, and you get to see the four-outlet exhaust that lines up beautifully under the seat Kill. You can also see... That's seat,
1: another one of those things, though, that folk have got that funny phobia about circles together. Aye. Might get a bit, might get a bit weird, been, weird about it, you know bit what I mean?
0: Phobia? Aye. aye. Now, the, the the rear seat and the cowl actually kind of morph into one and you can see where the seat actually tapers to a nice point and the stitching all follows that line and it follows right, it's, a, the, it's a beautiful ball. bit of detail isn't it
1: it's is a beautiful oh, it's detail. a lovely bit of detail there son lovely bit of detail
0: this bike was built in 2006 and it did claim at that point it was over 200 brake horsepower Given the bike seemed to be a bit of self indulgence by Claudio Pasta Shape, Um, it
1: is a beautiful looking bike, nonetheless. Cannot deny it. I mean, if he has the name of that, be Pasta Shape. He did shell out in this one, didn't
2: he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I definitely check out Envy Augusta F4CC. What's the number
1: four? Number four, the first of two Decadis. Decadis to the 32, the Decadis Sport or the Ducati Sport 1000S. Now, built in 2005, this was a Ducati walking the line between retro and modern. The Johnny Cash of Ducatis and the walking the line, right? Yeah. Okay. Although, it, I don't think it's available in black. It's in red, right? So, um
0: oh, very it very th- in
1: black? What was it in black? black? There you go. Walk yeah. the line. I'll uh, tell you how I know that in a minute. It is available in yellow, though, which is... Which, yes. I mean, I, I this is one. I, this is one of my favorite bikes, right? I do absolutely adore this bike, right? So, a very Throckston looking when it's styling, but maybe not quite as aggressive a riding position. Um, open frame, an engine, so you can see all the machine components. But delicate placed on top is the fuel tank, which when you look at it is square, but with kind of rounded edges, and that maybe doesn't explain it well enough. You really have to look at a picture of this, right? It has a really old school blockiness, but isn't as harsh. It, it's like somebody with Somebody with taste has designed something blocky. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if it doesn't, it's it makes sense to me. I um, it's almost if you were looking down
0: on like a, a rectangular bit of Lego that had another rectangular bit
1: across the top. Aye. But had like and, it, the and then just some sanded curves around the corners, right? So um so it's an interesting shape, but it does it gives it a kind of modern but retro kind of look, yeah. So um now you also were able to get a nose cone fairing for it if that was your thing, right? But actually, to me, the naked side of it gives it that much more retro. I think the nose cone might be trying too hard. The nose cone <laughs> was the nose cone was quite a big, aggressive
0: Aye. cafe racer style nose cone yeah. as well.
1: It kind of took away from the, the detail and being able to see it in that engine and stuff. Now, if Darren had the money, and if I had the money, he would have one of those. But you would have the 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 the, the red one. Oh, I'd and have a black one. You'd have a black one. I'd have the yellow one, right? Because the yellow one it. has got a black frame and black seats, black seats and everything. So black it's just color. yeah, black. It's just the yellow one is just gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. So yep, super yeah. gorgeously, gorgeously adorable bike, right? Get looking at the pictures. We'll pop some up in the socials. What is the sexiest bike? We we'll do a wee countdown or something in the socials. Maybe see what you think. Right. We'll pop these up and yeah. Uh, yep. The reason I know that it came in black is because the first time I ever saw that
0: was in the Tron Legacy movie. That was oh. the bike hero in Tron
1: Legacy. So it was that's right. Know the one with that. the lights. I know. Absolutely, movie. yeah. Cool. Um. Right. Next one. Uh, is number three. Is uh, we've gone we've gone back a few years. Just we there. have gone back a few years. Right. Number three, nineteen twenty eight. The Indian Scout one oh one. This is the grandfather of the modern Bobber, right? So this is our oldest bike on here, but by no way the ugliest. The slightly more raked front-end and bikes of that time. Big lump of a 600cc engine dropped in the middle. So in 1928, a 600cc engine was one heck of a big engine. The fuel tank nestled in the frame with that classic Indian logo, you know, the beautiful font and the Indian logo and everything. Huge, single, almost floating seat that Almost meets with a pool bar, and you can see hints of this bike on so many modern bikes. So many a lot. I mean, the framework's a lot thinner, the steel, and the you know, the you know, the kind of shafts of the framework, I'll just don't get that clean rating, oh. Um, you know, is are just so much thinner and more delicate and more kind of um, kind of a old um, and old fashioned, obviously, because it's 1928, but just that kind of more kind of you know, handmade look about it. I think probably. Aye, it's small know, pencil, and it's more like pencil tubing when you look at more exactly yeah so um looks... you know it's just a beautiful beautiful bit of kit you know and so far we've given you three different bikes which all look which i actually i couldn't pick which one's the best looking at these three no Personal, no no and i
0: don't think it, and, it, and you know what it's not going to get any easier because at number two is the honda rc30 or as it was also known the vfr yep. 750r Again, produced in the eighties, this single seat sports bike would it would even put in you would probably put it in the sports bike category. Do you know what I mean? Or the super oh, yeah.
1: yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. It's sleek minimal design in terms of the fairings. Um it is a bit of an icon in terms of its eighties look. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That to me, He's up there. That's an that's an eighties poster child um that bike. Um again it's styled off uh, the Honda winning super bike at a time. Mm-hmm. Again, probably made it more attractive because winning is also sexy. Um,
1: it, you know, it's got that kind of eighties blocky kind of back, but you it does, know, aye. But it's but it's it's of its time. Yes, yeah. You know I mean with that twin
0: headlight and the kind of almost cafe racer style cowl on it? It's just
1: yeah. And again, it's a cracking paint job, white wheels. Uh, you know I mean? Just it is a. It's properly 80s, like, do you know what I mean? What, what I love about it is that is the paint job gives it motion, even when it's just sitting in a picture. Aye. Oh, no. it, the oh. paint job says, do you know what I mean, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Just oh, uh, beautiful. Here, yeah. here in the cave, we all, we do love the, the
0: VFR and the style yeah. of the VFR. We've always been fans of the, the VFR. Um, and we've always had a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, again, sporty, but no risk or back-breaking. You know, Aye. there's no right or there. Um, very interestingly, though, from the other side, you can you can actually see that you can see more of
1: that metal strut that runs kind of parallel Aye. with. It. Yes, I know what you mean. It's just kind of it's coming down and then I just it's yeah. almost running
0: opposite for the flow of the paint job, which mm-hmm. shouldn't work, but actually kind of does for that side of the bike. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact yeah. that it's all enclosed and you can't even see it, anything—it's just
1: nice. Yeah, it's just—it's—it's it's, yeah, it's no. a beautiful, it's a kind of freeze framing time of of beauty at that moment. You know, I, I'd still quite happily cut about in that and because you get so many head turns. Oh, with that, you know? Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean. But then let's think about it. I mean, let's 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 relate it to something like uh, movie stars. Yeah? yeah, if you were to if you were to walk about Glasgow just now, arm in arm with Meg Ryan from when Harry Met Sally. Turn people's heads, even aye. though it's a you know, even though it's a nineties look. You know aye. what I mean? I don't know. If you were to if you were to walk about arm in arm with uh, uh, with, right Steve, with Steve McQueen from you know from the old the sixties, you know what I mean? Hang people on. would I you know. to walk about with Steve McQueen on my arm. Aye. Right.
0: Okay. Aye, aye. Yeah.
1: You know, people would aye. turn oh. and go, oh. go. What's that? What's that ugly biker doing with that handsome man? Do you know what I mean? That's what they would do. You know what I saying I Even know. though he was being talked for
0: sort of the sixties, been about Steve McQueen there. Do you know what I
1: mean? know to be fair, I was going to say that I was going to say hey, poor Steve. You know, it's no fair on but you know, you know He's they would, under- would understand. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I think that's the thing. You know, it it doesn't it looks of its time, but it looks beautiful of its time. Aye,
0: no, oh, absolutely.
1: Number one, number one. So we did say earlier on. This is a, the first bite was one of two Ducati. So you can guess what number one is, seen as the other four was only one Ducati. and they said there was two. <laughs> So that was a wee foreshadowing slash spoiler alert, in that one there, number one is the Ducati Nine One Six. Now this was on everybody's list. It's an absolute game changer when it was launched in nineteen ninety four, and this is the kind of bike that people that didn't like bikes fell in love with bikes with. Do you know what I mean? Because it just it just oozes class and charm and sexy and just everything from a visual perspective. Yeah, um, you know it's it's a design that's still reverberating through the bike design world now. You no, know, it's another bike in this list which will still look beautiful in 2050, and this is reflected in its inclusion in the Guggenheim Museum's "The Art of the Motorbike Exhibition" motorcycle exhibition um, in 1998 to 1999. The front half of the bike was all fairing, yeah, beautiful, smooth, you know, moulded fairings. The rear completely naked to let you see that beautiful single-sided swing arm, the gold rims round the, you know, round the pipes and everything. and then. They then launched a 916 SPS variant which stood for Sport Production Special and it boosted the performance big time. So not only did they make a bike that looked sexy, they then meant, shall we just make it rampant as well as sexy? Yes, I think we shall. let
0: SPS this baby. See if it actually said Sport Production Special on the paint job mm-hmm. rather than SPS which I don't know if it did or not, but that would just add to the section. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So these, I are, these are these the... Yeah, you, they you, are. They, you uh, read that bike out to somebody you go, oh, what bike do you ride? You go, oh, I've got a name A 916 Sport Production Special. I've seen that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it, yeah it, absolutely. That, that should be the horn for that.
1: Uh, it's got the horn. Yeah. So these are the common five, right? The five common going kind of sexiest sports bikes as we can see yeah and now this is based on looks of course right nothing um which and this is across multiple sites and publications yeah yes uh, so we've covered the looks what's yeah. next i'll tell you what's next and now this joke will only work for people that are watching this on youtube <laughs> that's the engineer right <laughs> yeah <You
0: know? laughs> hey such a bad joke
1: yeah let's look at engineering so
0: does technology and engineering have a say in what makes a bike beautiful let's look at some examples big example that i can think of straight off the bat is that Finnish electric bike made by verve
1: which we have talked about before we have which about. is like which is the tron the of, tron of bike. bikes. You know what I mean? The tron bike you yeah.
0: recall? I think it was last year we talked about the, the mm-hmm. tron bike and just how it's got a a, a hollow back wheel. Do you know what I mean? There's no hub in there because it uses electromagnets to create propulsion. Now I'm sorry. You've got a bike that is run by electromagnets. That is just like damn that's sexy. Right. Again, for the inner geek. Now, the front of the bike,
2: eh, isn't he quite isn't mm. yeah,
0: yeah. But, again, you look at it from the side or from the back with that big hubless wheel, it's just so unusual. And it's just the, how that mechanic works just does make that bike sexy. Forget the fact that it goes like the clappers. It's got tons of acceleration. It's got a 1,000 newton meters of torque, and the speed's just insane. Um, it's just... the. the that, that back wheel does it. Do you know what I mean? That's such a clever, clever piece of engineering. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, is it a better piece of engineering? We don't care. It's sexy. Do you we know what you mean? don't
0: care because it pulls up and folk go, oh,
1: that's oh. unusual. Huh? Well, how does
0: that work? It's two opposing electromagnets that drive the... Freaking, do you know what I mean? It's just... I think you'll
1: find it's you the know, same force the that, propel, that propels many a roller coaster on modern theme parks. It's a wheel inside a wheel that,
0: using two opposing electromagnets, causes propulsion through one of the wheels which houses the rubber. Damn, that's sexy. It's good.
1: Anyway. That makes me moist. (laughs) Yep. We're definitely getting rid of that clean bracket tonight. Yes, we are. Yes. There you go. Uh, So, what have we got next? So, that's fine, right? But I'm on that bike, Dan. What can I not see? I cannot the see wheel. the back wheel. Um so you won't see that back. So what what about about the cockpit, right? About the you know, the bit you're looking at. What we talked to you, the cockpit. Right? <laughs> see, I'm not I'm not going there. I'm not going there. That was too cheap a joke, you know. But you but you know Cockpit. That's too cheap a joke. I'm not going to keep saying cockpit. That's far too cheap a joke to go cockpit. You know, that's like, absolutely I not. Yeah.
0: That or the tech station. Do you know what I mean? So, I
1: said, so, yeah. well, that's it. You know. It, they call it a cockpit because that's where the cock sits? Uh, I think, I don't know. What's the de- derivation of the word cockpit? I have no idea. Yeah. You carry on. I'm going to Google it. You Google it. I will carry on with the cockpit. Right. Uh, we talked earlier about the new CVO range with their new 12.4 inch TFT. Do, and you do things like this play a part in making a bike sexy, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's the beautiful old school set of dials. We've had this chat before about the fact that, and it was when the um, when I, when I got the Harley and the Harley Davis when the sports had that beautiful round TFT, but you could set it to look relatively like an analog dial type thing, right? And I thought that's really cool, but I still always used to say, but my double my twin dials on the the street cup I loved. That total analog, wee bit of joy there, there. So, um, let's talk about. So, what what is it for you guys? You know, and again, this is so subjective, yeah. Do you want old school analog? Do you want um, TFT modern sexy? I don't know. Yeah. See, see like what? I, what I do think is, and and, and I mean, I know the CVO is looking a really nice copy and everything. I think we're we're missing a trick here, right? And a lot of bikes are missing a trick. It must be a really relatively simple thing to make these things super customizable. Now, maybe it's a safety thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe there has to be a certain level of um you know visibility, a certain level of font size, etc. etc. that you must have on a bike cockpit. I don't know. On a bike dials and a bike and indicators, I do not know this. If anybody knows this, please drop us a wee line, let us know. Drop a wee message in the socials and say, by the way, I think actually you'll find that under um ISO 2074, Regulation 5, Subsection 7, Chapter 3, that uh, all I I all um you know, such and such bits and bobs have to have certain sizes. What use sugar on a boot for? You've got all excited there about something, Luke. What? Tell me.
0: What, did I, what have I no done? I don't know. What have you no done? I've not pressed the record button the podcast button. See on what? The, See the unit? Uh-huh.
1: I've not pressed the record button. <laughs> oh, geez. Right. Sorry, okay. we we'll just, we'll just use the... We're, the... Going use the, the Zoom, right? <laughs> We're going to use the audio from the Zoom. We're going to use the audio from the Zoom. But hitting the record button now. And then oh, we'll, and then all of a sudden the audio will actually become more sexy, right? honestly, Because the engineering will be phenomenal. A nightmare the night. I know what's happening. However, thank goodness we're not having to go through and talk all that again because um oh, no. there's only so many times you can dance too. You can dance too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh it probably wouldn't actually. If it will not you can add it in. Add oh, it in, yeah. right? All right, cool. Uh, So, as I say, let's let's talk about other engineering sexes. What about modes? Track mode. What about a single sided swing arm? In fact, let me just say this in sexy voices track mode, single sided swing arm. We've got a VSMR here, right? Shaft drive. Definitely not making clean. Spoke wheels. Hard tail style seat. A huge monoshock. Oh,
0: monoshock.
1: Yeah, yeah. monoshock. I'll tell you what, oh, would you like a monoshock? That's yep. Creepy. Was that sexy? Or was that just really creepy? <laughs> just really Only fans <laughs> with that.
0: Yep. See if you like a really sexy old school dial though. Try and see if you can get a look at the gladstone you know how henry cole oh made yeah, yeah, yeah. The and they spent months and months designing the dial it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful
1: google it google it. have you googled the derivation of anything no because you freaked out that you had any no because i freaked out going,
0: why is that button green that button shouldn't be green it should be red and um, what i will tell you though is the original meaning was literally right a pit where fights happened and in the 1700s cockpit became the royal navy's term for The area where a coxswain or ship's pilot was stationed.
1: And oh, that makes sense. Coxswain, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, nice one. There we go. There we go. go. Hopefully, you learn something new. Awesome. Anyway, so, um, so we've, we've talked about looks, we've talked about engineering. So, let's talk about uh, the media and advertising. Advertising, advertising yeah, advertising. let's go all those statue and set you in your ass, shall advertising,
0: we? Advertising, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advertising effect that does making an advert with a woman or a man or a fish of them in the roundies have any bearing. So, for many a years, the motorbike sector has been very, how can I put this, misogynistic. Really? Hmm. really? Yes.
1: Where we would no. have two types of advert. They'd be fair of the automotive industry. That's been I, very I misogynistic. Know you that. know what I mean? Aye, when you have, when you in the seventies or the sixties, when you have got a picture of a woman sitting in the passenger seat of a car, holding onto the gear lever, in a very sexy mm. Yes,
0: exactly. Essentially, there was two types of adverts. There was blocks racing about on motorbikes, like rebels, appealing to the freedom and the, the freedom of the soul. And then there was a second type ad, advert, which was usually involving a half-naked woman. Nowadays type one is still out there you I mean, you do get yep, guys, yep. guys and girls riding about yeah.
1: riding the freedom and the you mean just I to be fair the type one now is about anyone enjoying the freedom yes. of a motorcycle yes. yeah it's about the freedom of the motorcycle rather than the sex or the sexuality of the of the of the lifestyle of the person on the bike it's about the it's about the lifestyle of having a bike rather than the the, the other bits and bobs yeah to be fair
0: the second type of advert is very rarely seen these days you know I and mean? yes. um, we don't tend to get many of those um anymore but although but yeah no carry on what you want to say well
1: but there's the question in itself think about it right yes. but what was when we went to birmingham was it lots of sexy men or lots of sexy women coming up and asking you to fill out forms uh, and so women, oh, right? So, so, so you can argue that the advertising industry that uh, is, is, is pulled back, but you go to an event like Birmingham, it's still, yeah, it's still there, it's still there. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Now,
0: obviously, the question here isn't so much with freedom riders or half naked humans, right? The question here is, here is, would an advert make a bike appealing or sexy? Now, in the late 80s, if Kelly LeBrock Brock. Kelly LeBrock was given the Honda VFR the weird science treatment, would it make that bike less appealing? No. no um, of course not. But for us, it would have probably made the bike that little bit more sexy. Yes, I mean, of course you know, Kelly LeBrock probably doesn't even ride a motorbike. Mm-hmm. It would probably have some sort of beard. You know what I mean? you probably yeah. go, Oh, that, that bike's really nice. And then you see Kelly LeBrock half naked on it. You know what I mean? With almost under boob hanging out. And you go, Oh, that bike's beautiful is it really
1: beautiful or is it just a nice bike and she makes it beautiful? Yeah. That's exactly the point. That is the point. Um, point. Or or does the idea of having that bike make you think you can have Kelly LeBrock sitting in the back of it? Because that's what they're saying back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day. Back in the
0: day. Back in day. The other thing is, is does that group of riders that are, Taking the picturesque, twisty mountain roads, which is more looking kind of event you get these days, does that then make it, that bike more appealing or
1: more beautiful looking to you? And, and I don't think it does. You know? I, I think it makes having a bike incredibly appealing. Yes. That you know, but Not but it can it, it could be on any bike at this point. You
0: know? But do you think it tips the balance of a bike? So say for example, they're riding i don't know a bike that you go that's a nice bike but i don't particularly think it's beautiful them no. riding that bike right through the twisties of glencoe or whatever The or whatever yeah. I mean, what riding, riding across a beach and you know what I mean the seychelles or something right having fun and laughing and you know I mean the bike spraying up sand and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. does that then make that you go oh god i want that 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 bike's beautiful just because it's spraying up sand on the seashells,
1: yeah, no. But if it's a bike, I think adverts like that, or adverts when there's a number of bikes, and makes makes us brings us on to the next point. And I think this is probably the where the, the two work arm in arm, hand in hand, wheel and wheel, whatever you want to call it, right? No, fisher no. them and Fisher them, right? Whatever, whatever way you want to go with it, right? You know. And so yes, you can argue that those those things do make them look more sexy, or appealing but it couples with other other outside influences. So what do your pals ride? What does your favourite celebrity ride? You know, what does your favourite rider ride? Foggy or, you know, Rossi or whatever, do you know what I mean? What do these guys ride? Do you have, um, you know, um? So is it peer pressure or as well as celeb pressure? Do you know what I mean? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and this is the one I don't think... Well, here's a question. I don't know if many people will agree this or not, so maybe it's a short talking point. Your you yeah. question night before yeah.
0: that night is: Do you think John would have bought a triumph had you not had a triumph?
1: Um Yes, I do actually. John, John looked at a lot of bikes. You know, he's he's got the, he's got the income that he could have he could have picked. Anyway. Um, um, I mean, do you know what? Maybe, maybe no, that's a good point actually. It you know, it maybe came back to the triumph because that's the the type of bike I had. But at the time he bought that I had a Harley and a Triumph. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: all right, uh, let me let me say this.
1: He bought you your he bought you that your street cup.
0: Yes. Which obviously had a sentimental value for you because obviously your son bought you and all that stuff. But mm. do you think he still held that sentimental value because he bought you that and he saw the joy you got it, and that influenced his decision to go to Triumph?
1: Yeah, oh, I think probably I would say actually, yeah, without a doubt, it probably did. Now he did go to it and look at other bikes and everything, but yeah, there's probably a, an emotional bond there because because of that, yeah. But um, it, but do you actually, think,
0: do you think that makes the triumph look better having that connection? Do you think then that he's no no he's he's not he's, no he's not just like blood
1: because. No, and it's, I think it's difficult, right? I think it's difficult because I think I don't think anyone can really dispute that the Triumph Bobber in its class is a gorgeous-looking bike, right? For what it is, you know. John looked at Triumphs. He looked at Harleys. Do you know what I mean? Um, he looked at, you know, various different models, Enfields and all these kind of things, and he actually loved them all. That's the thing. He loved that Bobber style. He loved the CCM stuff. He loved all these kind of types of e-bikes. But I think you're right, I think the Triumph connection and my love of Triumph, you know, my love of the Street Cup and you know and and we we know I love i s I'd loved a Speedmaster before I had a Speedmaster, yeah. I mean would I have bought would I have bought the Harley Davidson had Triumph Glasgow been open at the time I saw the Harley Davidson? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Do you know what I mean? So you know. Anyway, Who knows? I just thought I'd bring that up. Do you
0: know what I mean? But that takes off point.
1: Carry on. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, but, no, but um, as you see, this could be a big top point or a short talk point, right? If Keanu Reeves or Katie Sackhoff suddenly are seen cutting about in the latest KTM Super Duke, part me, you'd wonder why Keanu Reeves wouldn't cut about in his own motorbike range. But um, does that make you yeah. want to buy one? Yeah. Um, the great example of this is the BMW GS. Did Ewan and Charlie off having their adventures in a BMW? um make you want the BMW? Or was it just a dream of freedom and going anywhere? It just happened to be them on that bike. I know personally, just from that statement, at that point in time, I wanted that bike. I wanted a BMW. I to do that to do that. I did. Aye. Did that but did that make that bike more beautiful because they had been on it? Or more it, ass- made, it, more, it made it more appealing. Mm-hmm. Because um because it, it you know, but but what they were highlighting was the engineering side of things. So did it just highlight the engineering side of things of the bike? Possible. Awesome. You know, I'll be talking about that. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I don't know anyone that would have confessed to buying a bike purely because someone else had one. Yeah. Um. You know, but I do think it's an influence. I definitely think it's an influence. You know. I would agree. agree. What is more feasible is the peer pressure from friends and loved ones. I think, and John, the the triumph pressure active or, or passive yeah whichever way you want to look at it yep. you know um, why was John attracted towards the Triumph brand to look at rather than CCM for instance or rather than Indian or rather than Harley yeah why, why was he put towards that Absolutely. because people that he respected their opinions of respected their you know, well I hope he would um, you know chose Triumph over these bikes as well yeah <laughs> What is more feasible, um, as you say, is a peer pressure of loved ones. Again, eh, you know, a lot of people, when I'm out in the Speedmaster now, will come up and go, that's ah, a beautiful bike, son. You know, my dad had one of them. Or my dad had a Bonville, or my dad had a Triumph. You know, right. or I, oh, you know what I mean? I would I would love a wee, a wee bike like that. We would come up and, in the supermarket the other day and was chatting to me about the bike. And, and I went, do you want to sit in it? She went, oh, could I? I went, I have a wee seat on it. Made her day, completely made her day. Because her dad used to have one of those bikes. She just sat on it and she was just look over the moon. Um. So does the fact that your dad, your mum or your brother, whoever, have a specific bike mean that current same or same age bike is somewhat more attractive to you, or sentimental influence, or is it just the brand that's attractive? Maybe you know, uh, as a modern rider, you want a modern bike, but you know, and uh, um. So that that, that probably makes it appealing as well. The last piece of outside influence, which um, I think will be bearing a lot of bike decisions these days, is is the price right, or am I getting a good deal? I don't think the price will make a bike sexy but if the deal might make a bike more attractive yeah adventure bikes we're throwing in free panniers you know currently the mount west coast triumph are uh, maybe that makes the bike look like you're going the long way around so instantly that bike looks more attractive all of these is circumstantial I suppose and very much each to their own um so what one person likes another may not accessories is you know accessories in general what a bike can what else a bike can give you Buggage. <laughs> Luggage, aye, luggage exactly. But you know, but you know, I mean what what makes a Harley really sexy is that ability to customize it ten trillion different ways, you know. Unless you're, what, unless you're on an Easter. Unless you're on an Easter or Sports Dress, right? So, you know, if a sports dress, you can get a tiny wee leather bag just to sit in the side, right? But um, you know, unless you're on the you know and and, and I suppose that's kind of until the their sales get big, they don't want to invest in an awful lot of you know, stuff that might never sell, yeah? And uh, But anyway, uh, I think, you know, that's part of the the deal, but it's also part of the package that that bike brings with you, you know? So I knew when I bought the Speedmaster that I was going to make that bike sexier, in my opinion, because I was going to get the, the sissy bar put on, I was getting the panniers put on, I was getting the screen put on, and it was going to make it look like a modern bike that looks a bit like an old-school police bike that... Reminded me of being in chips, but when watch, same, sitting watching chips fans, yeah.
0: By the same token, I love the Ducati Diavol V4S, the new one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, to me. In red, it's just absolutely stunning. Classic Ducati red, the bike's just you know, what I mean, and it goes like and it handles. Well. I, oh, stunning! I yeah. would add to that a little backresty thing and the panels that go wet. For function, but what I think that does
1: do is make that bike less attractive. Absolutely, hundred percent. Aesthetic perspective, but but I think adding the seat and the panniers and the screen to the Speedmaster makes it look more attractive. It does. It adds to that retro. I think adding pannier, big panniers, and a top box and bits and bobs, you know, but roll, you know, engine bars and all that to like a GS or a Tiger or something makes it look far sexier because because it's shouting what it does it's saying to me it's saying to you I'm this bike in the world See you later. yeah exactly yeah that makes it look sexy yeah there are bikes that don't that that don't suit accessories that that stop bikes from looking sexy I think you know what I mean you know some of some of the some of the Bonvilles you know the 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 speed twins and all that you can get panniers and things for them and it just they just lose everything as soon as you put that luggage on them you actually lose everything because you're putting what is essentially something a bit modern onto some the metro, and it just clashes. Right. You know, yeah. What what I've put on the Speedmaster, I think, is 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 so in keeping with the bike. You know, right. but it's where it's where companies like like Trip Machine and stuff like that come in now, and they've got all your kind of old school wax panniers and you know brown leather, you know grip tape and all that kind of stuff, and that's when you turn a sexy bike in a your sexy bike you aight, know aight, give it that give it that Indiana Jones feel aight, even know? just adding you know, I mean the colour
0: of the stitching that you like to the seat and it matches the yeah. bike just adds that oh extra. totally yeah yeah extra. I mean,
1: if I was to take my if I was to take my Speedmaster and get the red from the tank and change the stitching on the seat to that red oh it'd just look, it just look gorgeous don't you know, know what I mean yeah, we have things like that you know yeah <laughs> Is there a conclusion? Have we got a conclusion? Um,
0: I don't think there was a, a point to this one. Um, so I think it's difficult to get a of... big ramble, really. A big uh, sexy ramble. A big sexy ramble. I think we just wanted to spark some conversation about what makes a bike attractive. Oh, yep. sexy. Uh, yeah, often. Yep. Some may say any bike sexy, others may say this bike's sexy, that bike's sexy because whoever's on it, whether it be Gal Gadot or Richard Madden, right? Yep. No we say it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you love it and you think it's sexy, that's pretty much all that matters. And when it doesn't, trade it up and
1: buy something that does. That yeah, is, and, if, that's and you sexy. know, when it's, when its when its engine works and it's sexy, then if it's sexy, which I mean... Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey you slag me rotten right you slaky Aww. me with the, the sports that so it's my turn totally, totally. To, to, to give you the off the road treatment absolutely
0: you know I mean? yep no feel yeah. free you know what i mean yeah, okay. that's I'm totally sorry. deserved do you know I mean next sorry. podcast will be in three months four days time yeah. um, <laughs> purely for that reason you know what i mean yeah. it kind of about three weeks yeah <laughs> will it last about six <laughs> and there'll be no big question because we'll be
1: exhausted um nice one cool there we go so sexy is what sexy says Sexier. sexy is what sexy yeah. does Aye, it's one of those
0: ones i think sexy attractive i think a lot of it comes down to your definition of what yeah attractive Aye, exactly yeah. what, what do you mean by attractive that's kind of where it boils don't to it? and it's as the beauty is in the eye of the beholder some folk don't like the America and think it's but ugly for the front i think it's all right and when mm-hmm. I'm sat on it, I don't see the front. When I'm in the, when I'm in the cockpit or the dick station, uh, it, right. it's nice. It's a nice place to be, and it's comfy. So, ah, right. you know, there you go. Here we go. Perfect. And yeah. That anyway. was the main question. Oh yeah. And that's it for episode thirty six. Wow. Yeah. That's assuming that it actually makes it to air. Given we don't the, have to record that again the cock-ups that we've had tonight yeah sorry. it's been a bit of a pain in the rear um, again thanks everybody for listening to us the average bikers in a cave and supporting each and every episode again apologies that we had a bit of a gap between this one but it has been a little bit manic in terms of work and personal stuff and all that kind of good stuff um, as well as bikes exploding during the line of the
1: road so it's been ah, so that's what makes a bike sexy fireworks out its engine <laughs> when it explodes on impact when it explodes that's it yeah so um, Fast and fu- Fast and furious, the Pan America version <laughs>
0: Aye, what doesn't make a bike sexy when Jason Momoa's is on it is the fact they take a Pan American, ripped it to shreds, and made it look nothing like a Pan American. Aye, although Jason Momoa's is on, still Disney redeem it. Haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, it means that actually nobody's looking at the bike.
0: You know? Aye, Nobody, you know. I was looking at it, man am going, he's not much protection on there. If he comes off, he's going to get a skin. You know what I mean? Aye. What was going to be done in? Oof. Um, Massive thanks to everybody who listens, follows, comments, reaches out, says hello, whatever it may be. Um, again, if you see us, just stop us and chat. And if you want us to talk about anything, then give us a shout. Again, remember though, these just are the opinions of
1: a group of average bikers. It's a massive, a massive, a massive, mac- a massive, a and mac- a massive, a, mac- a, mac- a, a massive thank you to all of us. To you from all of us here Yeah, If you enjoyed it Please do like Share And more importantly Subscribe Click the buttons Press the buttons Hit the bells Tick the boxes You know Scratch your legs Poke your eyes You know And pop your headphones on That's what we say If you want to get in touch With questions or a possible big question Then please do email us At AverageBikersInACave Or one word At Outlook.com Or Get in touch Via our Facebook page Or instagram see you in the next episode ladies and gentlemen before we do the takeaway line i think we should have one more dance from a the sexy the sound of (laughs) only a biker (laughs) understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window Oh! The diamond
2: dogs have struck again! Oh. Oh.